Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott, and joining me is my personal spirit guide and co-host with the most, Stephanie Simbari. Hi. Hi, Steph. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Shana Tova. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. It is. Today is Rosh Hashanah, the happy one of the High Holy Days, as I like to call it. Yeah, so it's the new year. The new year, but Yom Kippur next week focuses on repentance. This one is kind of the cooler vibe. It's apples and honey. I like how Jews do that. Yeah. I like how they give you the new year, then they give you a week to make really bad choices, mm-hmm. and they give you a day at the end of that week to say, and I'll take it that back. Yeah. And then you get like kind of a fresh Never start. Never thought of it like that. Yeah. But I really like that too. <laughs> yeah. So apples and honey uh-huh. is the traditional food of Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. to represent a sweet new year, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. It's also a really nice cheap gift if you're going to be invited to like a Rosh Hashanah party it's like I brought apples and honey and it's like really symbolic and beautiful but like very no fuss well I feel like honey is pretty fussy I cannot have honey in my presence without making a giant mess of it (laughs) just my personal take on the ease of honey I'll bring the jar and be like hey you figure it out right 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 right, happy new year figure it out So speaking of honey, which is a raw food, but not uh, well, it can be. can be. It's not always the honey that's raw is the one that's more white and it looks kind of more crusty. So today on the show we have the OG, the original gangster, if you will, mm-hmm. of the raw food movement. Straight out of the raw food movement, Annie Jeb, who's also a cleanse specialist mm-hmm. and owner of a lovely little raw food organic deli that we have down the street called Life Food Organic. Mm-hmm. She's a badass. Yeah, she's been into raw food since the 80s, which is like, I feel very ahead of the trend. Yeah, and I'm excited to get into this raw food discussion because I myself am raw curious. Oh. And Vita curious. I know she's got a lot of information on supplements and whatnot. Um, I kind of feel like I was first introduced to the raw food movement movement via Demi Moore in the early 2000s and that one Sex in the City episode. And That's all you, dude. It's just kind of been a question mark ever since. Yeah. Have you dabbled at all? Or like, what's your vibe with raw well, food? Well, I never really did the raw food thing. I think I try to eat pretty veggie heavy in general. Mm-hmm. I did uh, explore veganism for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And that was good for me because it was kind of like taking everything away. And then I slowly put back in and kind of played around with what worked for me. So I went from being vegan to pescatarian to vegetarian and then just kind of one time had some sriracha honey bacon at a Easter and then it was like all over, <laughs> you know? Um, but now yeah. what I've found after kind of going through that exploration, for me, it's all about lean protein and veggies and maybe the occasional half a loaf of hollow like I had last night in celebration of Rosh Hashanah. I don't think that's what you need to be doing based on the text I've been getting about the state of your butt today. <laughs> yeah, I've had some trouble going to the bathroom this morning. Yeah, Just I had felt- pizza three days ago, so sue me. It's I'm trying. Okay. It's, I think it's okay. Well, I've been eating for my blood type. Right, let's S- talk about that. So I have long suspected that I shouldn't be eating grains. I probably talked about this on this show a million times. Um, I think so. And you guys are familiar with my bowels. They're not great. Um, but I'm learning to nurture what my body needs by using the structure eating eat right for your type. It's by Dr. Peter D'Adamo. Yes. And I read this book actually 10 years ago when I was in college. And I did it for a little bit of time. But, you know, when you're in college, you're not really ready for this kind of, like, responsible life choices. Plus, it was, like, 2005. Like, 
I didn't know where to get kelp. You know, like <laughs> there just wasn't that stuff available. So in all the stuff that I did this summer, how I kind of made myself sick with food, I, I eliminated grains altogether. And I found out there was this app and it's really awesome. I mean, it's really hard because a lot of the stuff that I was eating, I'm not supposed to. Right. Like things even like coconut oil and like coconut water and like aloe vera juice, things that I was eating and drinking that I thought were like good for me based on like what the trends are saying, according to this diet, like yeah, and this isn't is, correct. This is something that I find really interesting because as someone who's so interested in this and committed to researching and f- learning, as both of us are, it's like, okay, like eat greens, eat veggies, right? And then you get into this ideology and it's like not so fast it's like not everything i know and that's the thing like i don't know if this is going to be the thing that's like the the end all be all like works for me thing but for right now it's definitely like a light in the dark and it's been really interesting like i've been eating a lot more red meat and a lot more like steamed broccoli and steamed vegetables that are on my list and like how do you feel so much better and that's I mean, I probably lost like six pounds in just like water weight. Even like I just like my bloat has like totally gone away. Like I have more energy up until the point where I ate those two mini slices of pizza on <gasps> Friday. <laughs> and then, well, for, for me, supplements are like a huge other deal. Yeah. I have those prescribed by my doctor. Right. And I know I'm excited to hear what Annie has to suggest to us because over at her shop there's so many so many and on her website as well um i do want to say though really quickly we will put that blood type app on it's definitely worth trying because i feel better and it's a fun thing to bust out at dinner parties you know yeah and now like every time i see someone and they're talking to me about their diet i'm like what's your blood type i whip out the app i go to the thing and i'm like no 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 so for parties. Found out our producer can eat all dairy. I mean, type B, I wish I were you. Look at you. All I want to do is eat cheese, and I can't. Yeah, so for parties, you bring the apples and honey. Yeah. You bring the Eat Right for your blood type app, and uh-huh. you're good to go. Yeah, a bottle of Lambrusco and get it popping. <laughs> okay, so basically with the blood type thing, it's just like it fits into the school of thought that I really do believe, which is that food is medicine, and it's hard to practice because like our society is kind of set up like not to support that. And what I love about Annie is that she really is talking about food as energy and fuel as a healing modality. And it's super dope. So let's, let's, bring, her let's out. bring her out. Let's discuss. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thanks. It's good to be here. So Life Food Organic is like the way that I would describe it to someone who doesn't know what it is. It's like a raw food deli slash market. Exactly. So, yeah. We specialize in organic raw living foods. It's 100% organic. And then I also have a little apothecary where I carry whole food vitamin mineral supplements. Yeah. So very high-end, high-quality, food-grade supplements. Nothing is pharmaceutical. Everything in there, there's no gluten, there's no soy, there's, you know, it's very, very highly refined, very clean foods, very easy foods. Anybody with any kind of physical condition can come in there and they can enjoy a really good meal. And any allergies and stuff, though, of course, we do go heavy on the nuts, so nut allergies we have to kind of be very special with. But, um, yeah. So you're an expert in this raw food movement idea. We're going to pick your brain. So let's just break it down. Raw food 101. Why raw food? 
Okay, living foods, so it's all fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and some fermented foods. They have their own enzymes in them, and enzymes are kind of like the buzzword for live food nutrition and for all raw living foods. So once we cook that food over 118 degrees Fahrenheit, 46 degrees Celsius, then the enzymes begin to die. And so we have to beg, borrow, and steal enzymes from our own body to digest that food. Hmm. So even simple things like, you know, like apples, for example, would be a good example of this. And so if you eat a raw apple, there's all the enzymes in that apple to digest that food for you. It doesn't cost you anything. You have to chew it well and get your enzymatic uh, salivatory glands mm-hmm. going. But uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So if you bake that apple or throw a bunch of sugar in it, put it in a pie, then you actually do have to, it will cost you a little something. You have to beg, borrow, and steal some enzymes from your own digestive system. And, um, and that's basically the very slow process of aging is when we run low on enzymes. Mm. Oh, I've never heard it described that way. Yeah. I have poor stomach enzymes. Well, that's pretty easy to, to stimulate your gastric you know, intensity and stuff, too. So, you know, um, what's really good for that is actually raw apple cider vinegar. And just take oh. a tablespoon of that in a little bit of water about 15 minutes before you eat, mm-hmm. and it'll get your digestive forces activated. I take a swig of that every morning. That's another thing that um, we learned on the podcast from a previous guest. Yeah. I thought it was like an you know, easy thing to incorporate. <laughs> it's super easy to incorporate. I would say throw it into a little bit of water, though, because it is, um, it does have some acids to it. It's mm-hmm. an acid, and it can eventually, you know, start to break down a little bit of the dentin on your teeth. So, okay. Over a long period of time, but you want to protect yourself so you're hot like an 80-year-old. <laughs> that's, the, that's the goal. It all goes back to being hot at 80. That's all I care about. So raw food, how did you find yeah. the movement? How did it find you? Well, it kind of found me, actually, too. I was in behavior physiology, mm-hmm. and I was doing kind of Tony Robbins stuff, like Outward Bound, you know, we're teaching people how to firewalk, and very exciting kind of stuff, like get out of your mind and get past your physical limitations or what you perceive your physical limitations to be. And we're using ropes courses and Native American ceremony. There was really fun and juicy kind of work, right? Watching people change very quickly and get more empowered in their own lives. And I was teaching clinical hypnosis at the time too. So teaching people how to use their own minds to affect their own bodies. Because everything we say to ourselves has a physiological representation. So Mm -hmm. we have to have very kind thoughts to ourselves, very loving and very guidance, you know, oriented, you know, what is going to bring us to the best of ourselves kind of a thing. And then a whole conversation right there. (laughs) (laughs) We could go down that road, but I'll let you continue. Yeah. And so then around the end of the 80s, a lot of clients were coming to me for, you know, very serious health conditions. They had cancer, they had diabetes, obesity was all of a sudden there. You guys are a bit young, but when I was growing up, there was no obesity. We didn't have obesity. There were a couple overweight little plump people who maybe Mm -hmm. had seven kids and then didn't work it off. And I realized that in like 1985 or so, the year we were born, There was a political movement to change all of the cane sugar that was in junk food to high fructose corn syrup. Yes. And at the same time, they also changed the feed for animals, pigs and chickens and even farmed salmon over to corn as well. And so this is a very inflammatory food. Um... It's a very hybridized food. It's uh, Monsanto's a GMO kind of a food as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a very new thing to just incorporate globally. And so when I started paying attention to it, all of a sudden I was like, well, how do I help my clients, you know? Mm. And believe me, I did not want to get into nutrition. I was like, I was having fun doing what I was doing. But then I looked around and nobody else was doing anything about it, you know? And so I just started being curious and asking questions and asked all my friends that were in the medical community and nobody had a clue. And they were just like cutting out body parts and throwing them away. <laughs> All this stuff, and I was like, this seems really extreme, you know, like radiation and chemotherapy. I'm like, these people are, look horrible after treatments and rounds, and their hair all fell out. And I was just like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we're going to stop the madness. Yeah. 
And so I started looking for answers, and um, I had gone to India to do a yoga training for like a couple of months, and you had to be vegetarian there and celibate and all that stuff. So I, but during that time period, I really kind of cleaned out, and I was like, wow, I feel good, you know, I feel like great in my body with this kind of sattvic food. And I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I was for a good 12, 15 years. And then my body started craving more animal proteins and stuff, so I kind of followed that back in. But in the meantime, now we have grass-fed animals. You know, mm-hmm. now we have pasture-raised chicken eggs, you know, at the farmer's market and stuff. So the, the supply has gotten much better. So right when I came back from India, I went right into a training, and somebody came up to me and said, well, you know, here's this book. And this woman had cured herself of her cancer like 30 years ago, and she did something called Living Food. And I was like, give it to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I read the book, and it was Dr. Ann Wigmore's book. And it was actually a recipe book, but she taught, you know, she described kind of her formulas and such. And so I thought, well, let's try this. So I, try, I tried it. <laughs> They were the worst tasting foods I'd ever had in my life. It was like this kind of like pudding soup that she called her energy soup. And I'm like, I can't gag that down. I can't sell that to anybody <laughs> out here, you know? So I started playing with it too because I've always loved food. I grew up on a, a little tiny island. We had an organic, you know, garden. What island? A little island called Guamus Island. It's in the San Juan Islands, uh, just south in Washington State, just south of uh, Canada. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah, there were just 200 people on the island. It was really kind of a hippie vibe and stuff. But like we had milk from the cow down the street and we had, you know, good really good produce and before that I lived in Seattle and I thought I didn't really like vegetables I thought I don't really like tomatoes or like these hard green you know like you'd have to pour a bunch of stuff on it to try to make it good and then we grew this organic garden when I moved up there and I was like God, the tomatoes are like you need it like an apple it's like <laughs> you just you know it was totally a different animal it was a very different species of food and also we had a, um, the best well on the island too like people would come and get water from our well and then I would go back down to Seattle, and it would just be this, like, plume of chlorine coming out of the water, you know, the water from the tap. So you were kind of straddling the two worlds and, like, realizing that there was a place for you in yeah. those things. That's interesting. It just kind of evolved, you yeah. know? And so then, you know, in the whole brain functioning trainings, I just started feeding everybody. Like, they're captive. Like, I have them on a ranch in Oklahoma. They're not going anywhere. And they're all these yeah. New Yorkers and, you know, hit people and stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to be eating. It's called living food, you know, just before I coined the life food thing. And um, and in the seven days that we were there, like, people that were not good-looking when they showed up were, like, beautiful when they left. Like, their skin was wow. clear. Their sinus conditions had cleared up. And it was stunning. So you took that weird book of, like, non-tasting good foods, and then did you experiment? You made recipes. Yeah. You did additional research. But you found a way to make the food taste good. Yeah, because I'm like, fruits and vegetables. I mean, what, how could you go wrong? You right. Know, like, <laughs> this is delicious. Right. And she, well, she had some weird rules, too. Like, she had, like, no salt. And I was like, well, there's a big difference in salt. You know, like, when we're born, we're two-thirds water. Well, the earth is two-thirds water, and it's salty water. And there's 88 minerals in that. And of those 88 minerals, they're the exact same equation to each other in the 88 minerals that we have in our own body serum when we're born. We are of the earth. We belong here. And we borrow these bodies when we come in, and we leave them behind when we go back. They belong to the earth. They are the earth itself. If you keep your diet pretty clean and eating what you're normally, what we've eaten for 10 or 20,000 years, you'll keep that nice equation. If you don't, by the time people are about 50, they're about 50% water. So they lose that hydraulic Ooh. inside of themselves, and they start to dry up a little bit, you know, or fill in with you know, that, that space. If you've ever looked into the body serum, even the blood or... Any place in the body, the most stunning aspect is it is how much space there is. Like there's mm. a ton of space inside mm. the body, and you want that space, but you fill it up with you know mucus forming foods and foods that we eat but we can't digest or assimilate, so we store. And um, even quite thin people, 
can be storing quite a lot of material inside of their body and the cells. And so that's why I really focused on detox. Like I didn't know anybody was doing it. I didn't know that there were other raw foodists on the planet. And there were only a few, probably. And so then, uh, for whatever reason, a number of post-op cancer patients had come to me. Hmm. And I was like, well, I think, I mean, the foods are going to do a good job, but like we need to kind of get to the heart of this. We need to get as much done as possible because some of these people have been given, you know, like you got a couple months to live. You should just go home and put your affairs in order. Put your affairs in order? What do you mean? <laughs> and they're like, and I'd be like, well, you're not dead yet. Yeah. Let's see what we can do with the living part of you. And right. Then, you know, and so then I'd put them on the living foods and they'd start to look great. We'd start juicing a little bit. Then I started really focusing on cleaning out the liver. Mm. In my work, the liver is the most important organ of the body. Mm. It's the most regenerative organ of the body. Its condition is primary to the health of the person. So I don't care if you've got like a tumor in the brain or you've got gout in your toes or you've got whatever condition it is. If you If I can get your liver nice and clean and your gallbladder empty everything starts to self-correct. Wow. Yeah, and the body is a perfect self-correcting mechanism. And that's how I approach it all the time. And I work with so many people. I ended up setting up an outpatient fasting clinic in New York because I was living there at the time. And uh, we fasted thousands and thousands of, of people. And really, I got to see you know all kinds of conditions self-correct. Can you explain philosophy. the fasting for us? Briefly? Yeah, it's nutritional fasting. And so I'm, I brought you guys some nice juices today. So it would be a little bit of juice, but mostly blended foods. Like everything goes into the blender because we just don't chew our food as well as we ought to. You know, we're swallowing big chunks of food. If we yeah. chew everything to a liquid, then we're really good, you know, and it can be absorbed and assimilated. It's very easy on the digestive tract. So I just assume that with everybody because I know it's true for me. I can swallow things, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so during this period of time, I like to be able to take, depending on what the conditions we're working with, but like at my shop, I just do five days. In New York, everybody would do 14 days, like those New Yorkers are <laughs> more hardcore. But <laughs> they're psychos. When I, yeah, when I moved out to LA, they're like, okay, can we do it in five? We'll do five and we'll do it once every other month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll do more of them, but like yeah. in shorter spurts. So yeah. I'm like, I don't care how you heal as long as you heal. <laughs> So basically, it's like flooding the body with nutrients. They're really basically like gazpachos or, you know, blended soups. I prefer more vegetables Cold, than fruits. right? Yeah, you can serve them at room temperature. You can even heat them up a little bit. Like 118 degrees is actually warm, you know, because mm-hmm. in the cold winters of New York, we'd have to find ways to, you know, be able to, you know, keep your body metabolism high as well while you're yeah. you know, living a busy life, running businesses, whatever. So it's as much as you want as that. And um, all of that is, and, you know, lots of, a bit of laxative too to get everybody going because even if you're quite regular the enzymatic activity inside of the living food starts to do is it starts to break down anything that's not you Mm. especially mucus and we all have a bit of mucus in us and so that mucus is kind of sticky right so it it tries to get into the digestive canal and gets out through the intestine but it can kind of gunk up in there too so I give them some laxative some nutrients like magnesium and MSM which is organic sulfur which also stimulates bowel movements I've been taking that in my smoothie oh good yeah what's the laxative 100% of my clients on magnesium and MSM what's the laxative that you recommend? The one that I like is called OxyMag, and it's oxygenated magnesium. Cool. Magnesium is like my big healer. Everybody's on it. Isn't it true that like in our society, most people are magnesium deficient? That's like the cause of like a lot of disease and stress as well. There's very little in the soil anymore. It's really easy to remineralize the soil, but Mm -hmm. we just haven't made that effort. In parts of the world where they have, then they're living these incredible lives, or if they just naturally have a lot of magnesium in it. A lot of places in Europe and certainly places where a lot of people will easily expect to live to be over 100, they call them the blue zones, right? They're often on an island and they often just compost everything. Like they just keep remineralizing their soil and their soil is awesome. Wow. So then on the third day or the fourth day, then we do a liver and gallbladder flush, which is, you know, drinking some olive oil mixed with citrus juices. It's a little gaggy sometimes. It's better with a little grapefruit in it and lemon. 
and um, and then the olive oil it mixes together. It actually doesn't taste bad with the grapefruit juice. It tastes kind of like a very creamy grapefruit juice, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm. I keep shaking it up, drink that down over the hour. There's a few other things I do, like a castor pack over the liver area to make it nice and soft and supple in there. And then what happens the next morning is you... Say it. <laughs> we talk about poop on this podcast all the time. I I'm obsessed with poop. Like, okay, good. So yeah. you, you just poop out a ton of gallstones. And they don't look like fecal debris. They actually are loaded with bacteria. And so they float on the surface of the toilet water. So you can really see what you're getting out. And they're bile colors, too. They're, like, anywhere from, like, a very, if they're very old, they'd be, like, a pale gray, especially if you eat a lot of, like, starches and white sugars in your in your diet. And then they can also move to sort of, you know, like, uh, Billy Rubin colors, which is, like, yellow to kind of root beer colored. And then you get, like, the green stones, too. So depending on, you can actually look at, I can look at a person's gallstones. Holy and jaws are I, open right now. <laughs> I can look at a person's gallstones and I can tell you what you've eaten mostly in your in your diet for your life and the food combinations that you prefer. We need to go on this <laughs> cleanse. Can you shepherd us through yeah, the cleanse? Yeah, absolutely. It's actually really a bit of a science project. It's yeah. It's cool and interesting. And you feel so much better afterwards and you digest your food so much better. And then it's in your back pocket too. Like if you're just not feeling well or you come down with something or, or you know somebody who has some really terrible illness too, like this is the remedy. It's true what you say. Like they give people these diagnoses, but it's like they're... They act like they're already dead. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're alive and you're walking around and you're breathing, like, there must be something that can be done to help your body. You can't just, like, give up. Absolutely. And and with my program, too, like, with, you know, if they do the chemo, surgery, radiation pathway, and I've worked with plenty of people like that just helping them get more nutrient because that's the path they've already chosen. Yeah. Kind of weaning that out now because I really, I really don't like to see the results of what they're that particular type it's tragic it's tragic and they look awful and they're gray and their hair falls out and and they're really suffering you know and then but I can put them on my program and they get better every like beautiful every day I've got a ton of celebrity clients around here too that just go on my program just before they go and they've been partying and stuff between movies and stuff and then they go back in and they're like okay now I look gorgeous again people are like wow you look so good <laughs> and you're like I just did the quick fix so my question is mm. that it sounds like a lot of people turn to raw food and this fasting and that type of thing when there's a problem mm. what is there some things that we can incorporate in our day to day or week to week that can be more preventative or be more aid towards vitality. Absolutely. Well, this green juice, I tell you, is if you do one of these a day, I can guarantee you that your health will be much better. And this is kale, spinach, cucumber, celery, romaine, lemon, parsley. Yeah. So it's a sugar-free sugar-free. You know, all these modern diseases are sugar-based. So, mm. you know, at least do something like this that's 100% sugar-free. I was dating this guy for the last two years, and he's kind of a workaholic, and he works in the film industry and stuff, and he was not going to change his diet much. He, you know, had some things. He's like, all right, you're the health guru. What should I do? I was like, do a green juice every day, and you've got plenty of cash, buddy. Like, have it delivered to the house. You yeah, know, make like, it don't easy. Be, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly, make it easy. I mean, nine-tenths the reason why I open these stores is because I want to do this every day, and I don't want to make it. <laughs> you know, so, um, so we just did that I set up this program for him and he lives in Toronto and like you know he gets he gets like nine juices a week that are all cold pressed they last for a good long while and he does one a day that's his limit you know Mm -hmm. but he used to wake up feeling exhausted all the time like a real workaholic you know he'll work until two in the morning and then get up at seven he called me one time and he was just after being on it for like two weeks or something he's like okay so I woke up this morning and I had energy and I felt good (laughs) that's supposed to be normal (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You're supposed to feel good. So for me with living foods, it's just add some more fresh food into your diet. You don't have to be 100%. The cleanses are wonderful like that. It'll get you back on your feet again. It'll heal a bunch of little things that are going on, big things too, Mm -hmm. sometimes long 
longer. Do you think everyone should go on like at least one short cleanse a year so it doesn't build up? Yeah, or even like, you know, take it a little slower too if you want to. I mean, I really encourage people to do a couple a year just to kind of keep on top of it because we all like to eat in restaurants. We like to live in cities that have a lot of pollution. We like to, you know, I mean, we drink. Drink. Yeah, we have a we have a life, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so um, just to stay ahead of it, or if you feel it coming on, you know, just like, okay, I played really hard for this last little period of time. Now I'm going to do a couple days on this. What's your stance on alcohol and in tune with that liver health? Well, I think, you know, studies have shown that um, a little bit of alcohol to medium amount is actually really good for you. And I think there's a lot of reasons like this. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, you know, it's sort of a a psychosomatic aspect as well. So like, you know, you blow off the the day, you know what I mean? Like you and get some, some, some friends, you have some laughs you know and laughter stimulates all kinds of endorphins and you want to pump a lot of endorphins in your brain and just feel happy right um, getting drunk is another thing but that's mm-hmm. just like like having it as a part of your diet and having it as a little ritual it's a nice time to spend time with friends or with your your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever you know so so you're little, not opposed no 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 in fact it's in it, moderation some are better than others you know what I mean like what's the best alcohol for you other than red wine well actually yeah, the white distilled you know so like vodka and tequila the white ones are a bit better than the others um, they are or the lower calorie ones too, mm-hmm. you know, they run about 80 calories, I guess, to a shot. So it just kind of depends. I mean, I think that it's okay as long as you keep, you're not anything with a ton of sugar in it. Like if you're right. getting drunk on Kahlua every night, like, all right, back off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Me at 15. <laughs> <laughs> like it says sweet and yummy. It's yeah. Like Captain Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Hypnotic. Or no, yeah, hypnotic. <laughs> what was another one? The um, Malibu that literally oh, tasted yeah. like suntan lotion. Parrot Bay. That Ooh, I love Malibu. I can't with any well, not of anymore, that. but as a kid. <laughs> I mean, as a 21-year-old first-time drinker. No, I'm talking about as a 15-year-old <laughs> in 10th grade, really liked Malibu Rock. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned, you mentioned your supplements. Mm-hmm. Is there, and, and you touched on magnesium. What are the, like, three things everybody, male, female, if there's a difference, like, what do you, what's the starter kit? Three is my magical number, actually. I've got, of, th- of these three supplements, I have 100% of my clients on them. And you can even get them in little prepackaged containers down at my restaurants. So it's magnesium. Mm-hmm. And so magnesium is involved in over 300 different detox pathways of the body. So you can stay ahead of the game, way ahead of the game, if you've got magnesium, enough magnesium in your body. So if you're running businesses and you're thinking outside the box, you're burning about 50% more magnesium than the non-thinking person. So. Huh. If you're thinking on your feet, you're already burning it. You know yourself if you're going to go do a performance or you're going to do something like I don't, I, mine are all unscripted, right? Like this. So if I'm going to do something really big in front of a bunch of people, like thousands or something, I'm thinking it through like for a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, I'll notice like magnesium deficiency. I'm like overthinking. Like I'm a triple air sign anyway. I can overthink. And so uh, magnesium deficiency is like muscle cramping in your feet or little muscle twitches somewhere that just kind of show up for a minute or soreness in your body. A lot of, um, you know, back aches and back problems and stuff for magnesium deficiency. Mm-hmm. But magnesium makes you feel calm and cool and collected, and it makes you sleep really deeply at night and feel perky and, and well awake in the morning, so you've got quick So you take power. it in a pill form? I do, and I also eat magnesium-rich foods, which is anything that's green, um, raw chocolate, raw almonds, uh, sea vegetables. They're all loaded kelp. with magnesium. Kelp. I made kelp noodles for her last night. She there did not like they them. They were a weird texture. <laughs> did you soak them a little bit beforehand in, in warm water, and then they turned just like an al dente, really nice one? I liked it. I, they came in a water package, yeah. and then I I cooked veggie broth, like that Dave's um, Korean veggie broth, and then I the put... The fermented veggie broth, the, yeah. which is great. And then I put the kelp noodles in the broth, so like I let the broth heat up around the noodle. It was still kind of crunchy, but like... 
I think it's just because you were not expecting it. Like you thought it was going to be actual pasta, and it's just a slightly no, different. No, no, I didn't. Like, <laughs> even in the even in the warm broth, like what we do, because we use it for a lot of our dishes too. And we have a lot of pasta kelp noodle things. Yeah, we throw it in hot water for about fifteen minutes beforehand. Yeah, and then drain it, strain it really well. You can kind of squeeze it out a little bit, and then mm. do whatever you're going to do. And with then it. put it in the broth. Throw a sauce. Throw it in a broth. Okay. Yeah. Good so, note. Good note. Thank magnesium. you. Magnesium. And then it turns just soft like a total noodle that you want. Okay. Cool. Magnesium. And the second one is MSM, which is methyl sulfonylmethane. Not a great name to roll off your tongue, but MSM. And it's organic sulfur. And organic sulfur um, shrinks inflammation. And so all disease is based on inflammation, mm. right? And it also makes the blood very slippery. So it makes you like think better and feel better on your feet. And it's also a beauty nutrient, a beauty supplement. It makes your nails super, super hard, makes your lashes, all of your hair grow. And it also you, keep- I must say you have very long, beautiful locks. Oh, thank you. you got, it grows like crazy. And lashes. <laughs> and lashes. It's funny because I was having my brows done the other day, and this woman's like, oh, you've got false lashes. I was like, no, no, they're real. And she's like, they're like the longest lashes I've ever seen. I'm like, well, I do a lot of MSM. MSM, <laughs> baby. So how much of that do you do a day? Like I've been I doing do a four, tablespoon. 4,000 milligrams, which is probably a tablespoon. Well, it's probably tablespoon. a tablespoon. Okay. And you really can't overdo with it. And it's also a natural laxative as well. And so it's magnesium. It's, it's a white powder. And it has a stronger flavor when you're really deficient. And then it almost tastes like water when it, the flavor pretty much goes away when, you, when you're topped up. Okay. And most people burn through a lot of it, you know. So I could even double or triple that. Um, a friend of mine had a baby a little while ago, and she was just, like, super inflamed. Her ankles were huge. She pushed for, like, whatever, 30 hours, and then finally had to have a C-section. So she was mm-hmm. like... Oh, I'm so fucked up. What can you do? She goes, my boy, my husband and I are both looking at my vagina and we're like, will it ever return? Oh, oh my God. God. She's like, help me, my ankles and everything. So I put her on like 12,000 milligrams for two days. Everything was gone. Wow. You're like 17 green juices a day. We'll, cl- <laughs> we'll close and that vagina the, right up. What's the third? <laughs> it actually did close her. Okay, <laughs> so like a good antioxidant. Like uh, the one that I have at my store is called Pycnogenol, uh-huh. which is... Say that um, again? It's a silly name. It's called Pycnogenol. Okay. P-Y-C-N-O-G-E-N-O-L. It's an antioxidant. There's a ton of them out there. Yeah. And um, But I like that one because it comes from maritime pine bark and also grape seeds. It's what I use for sunscreen because I don't really like to put stuff on my skin. And um, so if I've been out in the sun, like to I run in the mornings and stuff like that. And if I don't get out there very early, then you take a lot of sun. And a little darker now than I actually want to be because I haven't have taken my pycnogenol. But it'll actually, within four hours, it neutralizes the, the harmful rays of the sun, basically. So it's, it's very good for that, for reverse. If you take it within four hours of coming out of the sun. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to incorporate good. all of these and report back. So those are like three things that someone could do every day. I have 100% of my clients on those three. Okay. And I'm going to throw some other things in there depending on what their symptoms are. Right. But that's, those are the basic And how three. quickly do you see a shift? And results. It can be almost immediate depending on where you are nutritionally. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing, you know, if your nutrition profile isn't that great, you'll notice the difference right away. Your bowel movements will start to flow. You'll have like two or three bowel movements a day, which is what you should do if you're having two or three meals a day. That means that everything's moving through very nicely and uh, your skin will perk up, your hair will grow along. The nice thing about the MSM too is that uh, it'll be, if you're graying, it'll reverse your hair to its natural hair color because graying is mag- is a sulfur deficiency. Huh. So I've worked with the older women sometime in there. This one woman who's like in, I don't know, 70s or maybe early 80s even. But she's Indian from India. And so she had dark black hair at one point and it was totally white. And she called me and she's like, I'm getting these long black hairs again. I've, I've been white haired for a long time. Uh-huh. I like the white. I'm like, sorry lady, there's nothing I can do about it. You're reversing your age. I can't. <laughs> 
That's incredible. Steph, I say we try. Well, you're sounds like you're already I've on the bandwagon. I've been MSM in my smoothie because I have um, swelling in my joints because I have high homocysteine because of like a um, MTHR deficiency. It's like a whole yeah. thing. So I thought like that would help me with that. Mm -hmm. That's why I put it in. Absolutely. But you know, my bowels have been better since I've been doing the smoothies. Mm -hmm. You just walked into this, but every week I talk about There's my an bowels. Update. Because it's like a forecast. I have digestive issues, yeah. So, but that's hey, it's not. you're in the club. This I know. Awesome. Welcome to my life. But I feel like that's the na like I feel almost like my body is intelligent because of that. Like it's like the shit that people are just passing through them or sucking the sugar out of and like dropping. Like my body's like, mm, mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's yeah. not supposed to happen. Well, and you're building a lifestyle around it too. Yeah. You know, and you're informing yourself, and that's that's all that's required, actually. You know, and to experiment too. You know, what feels good in my body, what doesn't. Yeah. You know, you know, like people call me all the time. They're like, well, you know, they the doctor said this and the doctor said that. What do you think? And I'm like, well, how do you look and how do you feel? And they're like, oh my god, they never asked me stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but you're the one embodied. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How do you look and how do you feel? Because everybody knows you look in the mirror some days and you're like, I look great. And some days you're like. Mm partying too hard you know so where's that mm -hmm. that barometer and all of life is like trying to balance out in all levels what is too much and what's not enough what's too much and what's not enough and so that's how we walk and then as you know as we get wiser and stuff then it gets it gets more even you know you want to have like a, a beautiful balance in your life the, the goal of life is to have a beautiful life you know thank you yeah. i love that thank you so much for yeah, being here this for is awesome providing us with the perfectly balanced podcast today really <laughs> like i love all these tips i'm really excited to test them out and report back we're definitely we should definitely both do the magnesium yeah thing. i was I'm doing that board. for a while i have that spray magnesium too oh, yeah Stuff's pretty crazy. It's pretty good. I mean, I, I just take so much magnesium. I run a lot of businesses. I just franchised into the Middle East. I have, oh, wow. I have an app. I like, write books. and you know, like I've got a lot on my mind all yeah, the time. Yeah, tell us your books. Um, probably the best book to get is called Life Food Recipe Book. Okay. Living on Life Force. It's from North Atlantic Books, and you can get it on Amazon. And that's probably the best one to start with. The other ones are kind of scholarly, and that's just kind of your handbook. That's the 101. It tells you why you should do this, how to do it, and it gives you a bunch of really tasty recipes that are delicious. And where Amazing. can we find you on the internet? AnnieJub.com and also LifeFoodOrganic.com. Great, and that's Annie, J-U-B-B. -B. Mm -hmm. Any Instagram or Twitter presence? Yeah, for, for LifeFoodOrganic. At LifeFoodOrganic. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was great. so great. And thank you for our juice. Yes. <laughs> you guys rock. All green. So <laughs> do you. Yes, that's a retrograde. So this is a fun part of the show where we get to answer some listener questions. Yay. Thanks to everybody who reaches out. We really appreciate it. Uh, this one today was posted on our iTunes page in the comments section, actually. And it's a lovely little review. But at the end, she says, it's great to have this podcast on my playlist. As an astrology nerd, I need to know what Elizabeth and Stephanie's rising and moon signs are. If you guys could please share it on the podcast. Also, I smell out of both of my armpits. Nice. So first of all, Steph, let's break down rising sun <laughs> and moon. First of all, okay, so to keep it super simple, these are there's vast definitions of these right. things, but just so you know, your sun sign is your birthday, how you see the world. Your rising sign would be how others perceive you to be, what your personality is from their point of view. And your moon sign is how you are emotionally, and it's what's happening more in your subconscious, uh, unconscious mind. Interesting. So your moon is? I have a moon in Cancer, mm -hmm. and my rising sign is Taurus. Interesting. 
interesting. Mm -hmm. And your sun sign and is my Scorpio. Sun's, yeah, Scorpio. So my rising. And I have a Jupiter in Aquarius. Hey, hey. So my rising is Scorpio and my moon is Taurus. Ooh. So uh, DJG100, who submitted that, it says here that you're an astrology nerd. If you would like to let us know what any of that means further, we are open to hearing it. Yes. And you know what time it is now? Roseanne thorns. Yeah, yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. I have I have two roses. My okay, first great. rose, guys, this is so exciting. I got a television. For all of you regular people out there, congratulations. You've had a TV this whole time. I couldn't afford one slash was just rebelling against the system for the past seven years. And I disconnected my TV and moved on with my life. And I missed it so <laughs> much. Ugh, laying in my bed watching Netflix with a remote in my hand. Life's simple no. pleasure that I haven't had since I was a kid. And it really made me come full circle, but like as an adult, because like I set it up myself. I mean, it was just like a whole experience. I have my mom's Hulu, my brother's Netflix, my mom's HBO Go, Elizabeth's Xfinity, Elizabeth's dad's Xfinity. Yeah, let's be clear. So all I had to do was purchase a TV and I went into Best Buy and I was eligible for a Best Buy credit card with Visa. So all I owe is like $40 a month for six months for this TV. That sounds like sketchy. It wasn't. Okay. It I wasn't sketchy. You. I looked at the APR. I looked if I pay it on time, I'm not it's going to be oh, fine. Don't. And it's also a great opportunity for me to build credit because I really fucked myself over in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. So it's like if Best Buy is going to be the one to help me build my credit, so be it. I, did, I love TV. I what woke a great up this invention. morning and, and watched the season finale of I Am Kate. No lie. Oh shit, I haven't watched it. See, I can do that now. I can wake up and watch things not on my computer. It's not so on my exciting. lap. I, there's a remote in my hand. I just press pause and play like a fucking adult. Happy New Year. Thank Yes. Oh, my God. It really was a Rosh Hashanah miracle. So what's your other rose stuff? Oh, I started doing jujitsu. Cool. Me and former guest Olivia Thurlby. Yes. Uh, decided to enlist in some jujitsu training classes together. And we've been sparring. And we've been... Other stuff. Other stuff <laughs> that we learned. That's great. <laughs> We've done it twice. It's really fun. It's a cool new like thing I'm doing in my body. Maybe you can do a little Snapchat on our new That's a Retrograde Snapchat that we've set up. Sure. Will you shoot a Snapchat of me jujitsuing? Sure. At So Retrograde. Check us out, guys. Okay, great. Because social media matters. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my thorn. Okay. It's worse for first type of day. Okay. And I'm, I'm really curious in your opinion. So there's this video here that came out I think, two weeks ago that kind of sparked much media online attention. And it's the fat shaming video. Ugh. Dear fat people. Ugh. Um. And I don't know if our listeners know this, but I work very much in the YouTube community. So I'm a fashion stylist for a number of YouTube people. So in the past few years, as I've gotten involved in this community more and more, I kind of tend to pay attention to this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I ended up checking out this video by Nicole Arbor, who is a... Quote unquote, I almost comedian. hate talking about it because yeah. I hate like that we're even perpetuating her getting like any attention. Right, but I, I what I do want to talk about is to get your opinion on this okay. because Steph, you're a stand-up comedian. I am, and as soon as I saw the video, I was like, I'm really curious as, as to what Stephanie thinks of this because let's say this type of same content was up on stage at the comedy store at 1 a.m. How would it have been received? Comedy complex. Comedy complex. <laughs> it kind of thing, is right? like that. Yeah. Though. 
uh, how would her jokes be received? They're bad. They're not right. funny. They're like basic jokes. She says, she asks, after she makes fun of, quote, fat people, she then asks, what are you going to do, chase me? It's like, that's not funny. Right. That's so dumb. The whole thing to me is incredibly stupid, and I feel badly for her that she has to live with herself. From my point of view, she's not fucking funny, so I had to explore more. So I go and look at her Twitter, and she's talking about how she's an edgy comedian and how, like, she's pushing the limits on, like, what's acceptable to say. And it's like, I think you misunderstand what it means to be edgy. Mm. It's not edgy to be mean. It's edgy is pushing the envelope on something that, as a society, we agree is accepted on that doesn't serve people and you're stepping over the line. So edgy would be if you're like the first women woman comic, you know, that you're being edgy. You're on the edge of something that's like not happening right now. She's just like mean-spirited and I feel like it should be not getting any more attention. We right. should all move on with our lives. Exactly. Because it's just like you're not funny. Like I dare you to go on stage like you're saying at the comedy store and fucking do that. Nobody's going to laugh. Sorry, I'm it's I'm cool. going no. off on it. I just I watched and then I watched your friend Grace's. Right. I watched her response and I thought that was really beautiful because I felt the same way. I was just like it's such a bummer that you like feel like you need to say that. The rose that I did want to bring out of this was how profound the responses were to something like this. Right. Um, and that the YouTube community really banded together and took it upon themselves. Grace, whom you mentioned, Grace Helbig, who I work with, she crafted a response to this video, made me so proud yeah, it was to really know beautiful. her and for her to take uh, her position in in the YouTube where she's very much looked to as kind of a trailblazer in the space and for her to take it upon herself to speak out about it. We're going to link to that not the other, because it's it was really beautiful to see how so many different people in the space kind of came together and pointed out that this was wrong. People aren't fat because they want to be fat. People have issues with their body because they're unhealthy. And also fat is like totally relative as well. Most people who are fat, though, are dealing with something. And it's like you're not even talking about their – you're basically saying like – so, like I have no sensitivity for anything that you're going through and I'm perfect. And it's like, no, you're not. Your tits aren't even real. <laughs> so now we're going to go to my absolute rose, which might be the rose thus far on the show that I've yet, ever experienced. Yeah. This past Saturday, I was invited to attend Oprah's Super Soul Sessions here at UCLA. Why don't you say that again? It sounds like it was a little it's, tough. Um, take two. <laughs> yeah. Oprah's. Super Soul Sessions yep. here in Los Angeles. That's so cool. Can I look at, at this brochure? Absolutely. Um, so Oprah is kind of moving in to what I would say is her version of TED Talks. They're 25-minute talks. And along with that, they're going to be 21-day online courses to go along with that that you can access on your mobile device as well as online. And she had together an incredible, incredible group of thinkers. Brene Brown, who I wasn't familiar with before. I'm going to link to her stuff. That was incredible. Uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Marianne Williamson, Sean Aker, who studies happiness over at Harvard, had Janet Mock, Elizabeth Gilbert, Deepak Chopra. I mean, it was a mind-blowing group of individuals all really coming together together uh, supporting people consciously participating in their own this is life's so cool. unfolding. Uh, it was 
really beautiful. There was so much wisdom that was taken out of it. I, I started to post about it a little bit on our Instagram. We'll try to gather, as that stuff airs, all of these talks are going to be airing on the OWN Network. Also, uh, Oprah herself debuted a trailer for this seven-day documentary-style program that she has put together, completely funded herself, called Belief, exploring uh, belief systems throughout the world. And it's basically, I would say, it's shot like planet Earth, but it's about religion, looking into these different practices around the world. And it looks incredible. It's going to be a seven-day event as she called it, in October. So I'm definitely going to talk more on that uh, as that gets closer. Can I read a little thing from the brochure? Please do. (laughs) Okay. So uh, there's two really cool things. The first thing is that in the brochure, it defines super soul sessions, which maybe you guys want to get defined and also watch it on the own network for yourself. But super soul sessions, co-creation, illumination, congregation, inspiration, ideation, motivation, magnification, celebration, heartification, where heart meets soul, disruptively awakening. Get down with it. And then the next thing is a quote from Oprah herself. There is no one else in creation like you. There's nobody like you and what you've come to do. And what you have to offer is like no other. And I feel like that really spoke to me when I read it. And that speaks to like what we're trying to do here at So Retrograde, which is like just really help us and you guys all live the best life you possibly can as you. Well, and I will say this, though. The That's a Retrograde Instagram was featured by Super Soul Sunday. Yeah, that was really cool. So Oprah talked about intention when Mm -hmm. she first came out and that she doesn't do anything without knowing the intention behind it. And she said the intention for this day was that every word spoken here in some way blesses the lives of the people listening, Mm. which was so amazing. And uh, that quote is on the Super Soul Sunday Instagram uh, next to a photo taken by... So retrograde. We got a photo cred from Oprah's people. <laughs> Bonus rose. Elizabeth you know isn't saying? one to not name drop <laughs> herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, guys. Okay, well. All right. Did we wrap it up? Is this good? Did we do, I, did we do it? I think I think we did it. Thank you so much to Annie Jubb for being here today. Yes. Dropping we, all the knowledge. Can't wait to take the magnesium, the MSM, the pycnogenol. I don't know if I said that right, but we'll I'm have links to all of that. I guarantee you that's not the real word. Probably not. It sounded, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to say what that sounded like. Anyway, we're going to have links to all of that on thatsoretrograde.com. You can check us out at So Retrograde on various social media platforms. You guys know where to find us. You already did it. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm Stephanie Simbari. Shalom, the goodbye one. And peace. Oh, yes, that's a retrograde.